So, this week's episode is a tipsy, rambling, incoherent mess. Partly because of the fact they recorded a couple of episodes back to back, so the team are now an unknown number of beers deep, and partly because the nature of this week's film makes it hard to discuss without falling into doing an audiobook version of the film. Truth be told, there was a lengthy conversation before the podcast that included Morgan and Matt singing the praises of Monaco bars. Monaco bars whilst eating said ice cream sandwiches. The conversation eventually followed a few beer-born tangents and ended up being a TED talk entitled Pornography and Self-Insertion, a discussion of the viewer's place in adult special interest cinema. As a porn connoisseur. Alas, very little of it is usable due to the fact that we are alternating between eating directly into the microphones or not really being near enough to them to be picked up properly. What a shame that I had to edit it all out. Hello and welcome once again to the M4 Project, a movie podcast where we watch films the wider public have missed and we tell you if they're worth watching. This week's film is The Party from 1968, a classic piece of cinematic comedy starring Peter Sellers. But as always, I'm Matthew Jelinek, that gap of silence is Mike Sullivan, <laughs> and we've got... Morgan Davidson. What do you got this week, Mike? Um, yeah, I've heard from a couple of people that have listened to our podcast. They quite enjoyed uh, my views on the uh, crunchy versus um, oh, crumble. crumble debate. Um, the lesser chocolate. As the lesser chocolate. Well. You know, crunchy's absolute dominance. No one reaches to past the crunchy. Violet crumble. Um, and a few people asked me, do I share the same feelings towards other things? And yes, yes, I do. Three ply. Uh, Better than one. Definitely. Definitely. The fact you can fold one ply multiple no. times and it's still just sandpaper. No. Um, wheat bicks over Vitabricks. Um, no one's ever heard of a Vitabricks kid, number no. one. Um, you don't see... No, no, 10 nutritionists do not recommend, recommend. Vitabricks. No, no, definitely not. Uh, Milo over Nesquik. It's, Nesquik is just dust, chocolate dust. It's basically leftover Milo. Yeah. Uh, the, the only Nesquik that's good is the strawberry one from my childhood. Yeah, it's a but you add bananas. Flavor. You add bananas to it and yeah, make, a, uh, make, make a smoothie. Vegemite over all other mites. If you're going to spread up, like concentrate. Oh, I'm extract. sorry. No, sorry. No, I'm right. No, uh, that that's a yeast extract. Promite. It's protein extract. Oh, it doesn't fuck. It's it's try. It's, it's, it's a mite. It's a mite, mate. Promite and fucking Marmite. It's better than Aussie fuck mite. Off. Vegemite, Vegemite is better than Aussie mite or whatever oh. Dick Smith's one was. Vegemite is. King of Mites. It's I've said it. I've said it. It's said. Um, peas over green beans. They're round. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Not this weird, just any kind of shape shit that's going on. Um, on the beans. subject of beans, Heinz over SPC. Oh, Heinz, absolutely. Yeah, Heinz means beans. Heinz means beans. Exactly right. Yeah. Hashtag not an ad. That one. Um, that one's, That's not up for no discussion. debate. No, 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 no. no, no. Master foods over fountain sauce. Yeah, uh, fountain tomato sauce. Master foods are the master of foods. They're also the master mm-hmm. of sauces. Imperial leather over all other soaps. It's a killer name for a soap, yeah. and they have that that little piece of the actual imperial leather yeah. tag, yeah. and it stays to the last piece of soap has washed off it. Does, I've always wanted to make a jacket out of all those. Oh, how good would that be? Imperial leather like jacket. Like sequined. Yeah. But that thing yeah. is amazing. It like... It, it, it holds on. It gets a lot of punishment. It's got light. It's been in arse cracks. Oh, it's been man. rubbed in places that no one wants to go. It's been tanned like no other piece of leather has. And that little thing stays there until it is 
done and then people just discard it like it was ain't no big thing send it to me i'm gonna make a jacket out of it actually don't send me your ass leather i don't want that <laughs> i take back that statement i'll make my own ass leather thank you very much but that's my back that's just off the top of my head some things I think are better than other things. That can be a thing we go back to later. Yeah, I'm um, sure. We'll touch on, in a few weeks' time, some more things he thinks are better than other things. Yeah. No, no, I'm not. Mm. <laughs> not that, mm. Anyway, this week's film was The Party from 1968, a classic piece of cinema starring Peter Sellers. I can't believe you're like a Marmite. Was it Promite? Promite. Promite oh, slut. Oh, Promite man. No, no Promite, like Promite on a bit of toast, with a butter t- Promite, and then slices of tomato, salt, pepper. You're mm, a strange individual. Oh, man, Promite's so good. Uh, anyway, film, 1968's The Party. The Party. Starring Peter Sellers. This thing, if you haven't heard of it, is a creature that is well known within certain circles. It is a piece of sort of uh, yeah, yeah, racist art. Oh, it is okay. Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. But it's a bit of cult comedy. <laughs> Those who know it know it well and love it very, very much. It's classic not, sellers. Yeah, it's classic sellers. Not a film with any real discernible plot. It is simply a vehicle to get you through these series of sketches. But it exists within a time where a very, very white man, Peter Sellers. Is playing an Indian man. So brown face, not black face. Yeah, he he is in deep, deep makeup and doing an accent throughout the film. Uh, Basically, it's to facilitate his character of this fish out of water person who's not entirely familiar with the nuance of Western. He's been brought over from India. He's brought over for for one particular role, and he which he fucks up. Yeah, he fucks up. Stupendously, uh, and, and and the end result within this party is just absolute mayhem. But it, it's purely based upon the concept of fish out of water, not familiar with Western customs, and just stuffing things up. But um, bringing joy to a lot of people while stuffing things up. Yeah, he, he sort of fucks things up, and there are a few people sort of notice and enjoy and sort of partake within the mayhem. <sighs> really, in terms of plot and everything, there's nothing, not much the, to the say. The main plot is Indian actor brought over to do a Hollywood film. He manages to blow a bugle longer than anyone's ever blown a bugle. Off <laughs> <thing show. laughs> the opening scene goes far too long. No, it goes exactly as long as it needed to do. Uh, basically, it's... it's So the, the film opens to what you, you think would be, if you have no idea about the film, the film opens, there's this sort of vague warish scene of classic Basically, British army or versus, Scots something, something along through the the India sort of uh, battlegrounds and they go, they're walking into an ambush and this bugler who's already damaged and shot stands up and alerts them by blowing quite, quite spectacularly at his own risk, gets shot and falls down and stands up, continues to bugle. And then his own shot. people start shooting at him because he won't Every, shut up. Everyone. Every, no, no. That, his own people are shooting him. It's because he's alerting the British because he's on their side. The opposition try to shoot him to stop him because he's, I don't know, still alerting them to the fact that they're, they're shooting at them. Uh, and it just keeps going and going. There's moments where you're like, oh, he's finally down. And then you see the, <laughs> you see the bell of a bugle. Poke up from behind some rocks. 
and he'll stand up and keep keep honking along and eventually you hear cut and you realize you're watching a film be shot and they're like what the fuck dude and he's clearly just the actor who has over uh, has a over exaggeration over exaggeration and just expected too much for himself basically a classic overplayed death and he accidentally, in the process of being banned from trying to get blacklisted, his name gets scribbled out. It's like, all right, spell it out. Yep, that's the name. Cool. I'll make sure this guy will never work again because he blows up a set at one point uh, before it even gets filmed. And it's like, cool. He's been blacklisted. I will remember that name. Anyway, I've got to go do some stuff. Go grab this list off my desk. He's, as the guy who wrote in this thing, yeah. the, the, the hedge honcho. Hastily writes down a name in pen, spell it out. Fantastic. Cool. He leaves to go do his various uh, executive his secretary business. secretary walks it's in. Like, go grab... Where's that list for the party? It's, it's in like, the desk. The guest list is on the, on the bench. She swipes away other pieces of paper, revealing that the uh, fellow has written the name that he's meant to blacklist onto the guest list of a party. And so our... Bumbling idiot. Bumbling idiot gets introduced to this high society Hollywood party and mayhem ensues. It is right from the get-go, you know. He, he rocks up in this car. He parks it tightly. It, was that a, Mor- a Morgan? I uh, don't know three what it is. Yeah. He tries to get out of it. You can't get out this way. It's too tight. And it's hot on... You know, yeah. the, the, the engine's hot, so it burns his hand. He can't get out that way. He, he moves into the house. He loses a shoe. He loses the invite. It's yeah. oh, It is just a <laughs> classic... A Peter, continuation Peter, of fuck ups, really. Yeah, it, it's it's a huge just um, montage of classic Peter Sellers' body humor. Yes, like he he had physical comedy <sighs> on a lockdown to a level that a lot of people have not been able to reach. There's there's people like um, oh fuck, Chevy Chase can do a lot of very great uh, physical humor, but Peter Sellers is the master. He he's the Michelangelo of this physical humor. Just be able to stumble around and convincingly make you believe that yes, he didn't mean to put his hand there when he tripped, but he put it there yeah, anyway. Yeah, he kicks a shoe off and then he covers his foot with the the, the invite to make it look because he's wearing red socks, red with socks, white shoes, white shoes. So he's wearing one white shoe and one's obviously clearly a sock. He puts his, the white invite on it, and then he's like just shuffling around trying to make it look all all normal. And you're just like, oh my god, <laughs> what is going to happen next? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and to well, well, I think we should stop at that point and just say, yeah. So he's at this high society party that he had no right to be at, and he's a bumbling idiot. And his existence within this very pure, very straightforward world causes mayhem for the people that existed yes. in that space. And that's the entirety of the film. Like, there's no plot. There's no... He's trying to avoid someone. He, idiot at a party. It could have yeah, been it, easily titled. Yeah, it's idiot at a party. and In brownface. Yeah, in brownface. So from... And horrendously brownface as yeah, well. And then horrendously yeah. with the accent. Because this is a different time. Yeah, it and, is a product and, and of its time. you've got to watch it at the time that this was filmed. This was acceptable. I still think this is acceptable. Yeah. In, in, in a comic yeah. way. Yeah. It's no different to the the Wayans brothers doing white chicks. No. Honestly, it's not. No, and to to a similar degree, it's like uh, with whilst that they that, that that's different, I suppose, in the sense that they were clearly black guys who dressed up as white guys, and that's this was like, white girls. Yeah, yeah, and that that's and hard part of the part of the comedy is this is Peter Sellers, a person you know as a white guy pretending to be yeah 
an Indian guy. Yeah, and, and, and certainly that's that's a level to the comedy, but it's also not done in such a way that it's meant to be disrespectful. No. Like, it's, it's entirely just, here's this fantastic physical comedian playing a character, and that character happens to be Indian. And for the reason of trying to play a fish out of water, someone who's not familiar with particular customs, that's why he has to be Indian. And it all works. Works. It's not disrespectful. It's, it's, it would definitely be considered... It's strange. People would call it disrespectful because of the fact that he's a white man playing an Indian man. He's not being overtly and damagingly Indian. No. He's just being an Indian man who happens to be an idiot Yes, in this situation. He's not saying that going, I work at a service station. No. Not at all. No. It just happens to be that he's like... Yeah, and he doesn't understand a joke or something. He's like, oh, yes, yes. <laughs> and then we're like, okay, cool. So everyone's telling jokes. I'm going to leave, go into another thing, expecting that they're telling a joke and be laughing. But they're not telling jokes. They're talking about the time that he got robbed. robbed. It was like, yeah, it's very good. <laughs> it's like, no. No, Peter Sellers. No. But yeah, it's very much a product of its time. Fantastic thing. I think we should, it's different. It's not, because it hasn't got a plot so much it's just all these stupid events <laughs> i think we need to swiftly move into character disasters and the performances before we get too far okay peter sellers number one brilliant absolutely brilliant um as far as skit comedy goes as far as um body comedy goes absolutely brilliant the way he moves the choice of how he talked as well um yeah. I suppose in his accent that he, yeah. he used was not over the top. No. It was very light on. You could hard, like you could tell tell that's what he was going for, but it wasn't over the top. Like you could have made it really thick and just like, but no, it was Play just out. yeah. Make every time he joked, uh, spoke a joke, but yeah. it wasn't like it, it was, was like he's just a man who's entirely capable of communicating his thoughts and feelings. He's just un- un- yeah, unsure about this environment. Yeah, it's just I'm not, not sure normal. Of this and he's happy uh, and incapable of talking to people. And he has an accent because of the fact that he's not from from the, that particular location. And he, he managed to come that put that across. I forgot about the brown face to a point. Yes. Oh, you do. You you do. You definitely do. And it helps that Peter sells us. I suppose he's slightly tanned anyway. Mm. Um. So it's not actually you're not actually putting much on him. A few scenes are, when it's shot within different lights, you can see that how dark it is. Yeah. But for the to start off with, if you didn't actually say he was Indian, you would just say that's a very tanned guy. Mm. Uh, in a lot in a lot of respects. Um. But uh, this character, like Matt said, he, he's not. An, he's not an idiot. He's a bad actor. Yeah in a way the, the okay. character but he's not an idiot and you see that later on in the movie when there's a, an elephant yeah. um in it that, that, that some young kids have painted uh, yeah. why they have an elephant i don't know it's an indian elephant obviously yeah. and he takes like he's like oh, why are you doing like he, why would you paint this poor elephant he, his reaction to it is like oh you are an actual yeah. smart thinking human being you yeah. just literally are the fish but, out of water yeah but and also there's a few genuine moments of interaction that he has as this character of of interacting with people who are like themselves new to these waters yeah and you get this sense of like oh you're not just a bumbling you're you appear to be bumbling because you're not familiar and you're nervous but you're still a deeper thinking human being it's like no no it's like that shouldn't have happened i'm so sorry for you and we can talk and and interact with one another it's like cool that's a cool character to have and it's so much more than this horrible caricature that I think some people would have played. Yes. Whereas this, this has care. This has nuances. Just 
it I keep trying to sit there and it's a horrible thing to say, but justify why they went, went with this, this particular route. Yeah. Because it is a product of its time. It's from nineteen sixty eight. When Mickey Rooney was still shoving huge false teeth up into his gums and going, Oh, welcome to Chinatown. That was still a thing. And this was actually a more nuanced and caring character than that. that yeah. But yeah, fantastic performance from Peter Sellers. Peter Sellers, it's what you would expect. Uh, his ability to just make every movement funny and also real. Like there's a lot of these people who try to do physical comedy and they'll do something like, oh, oh, that's what that's oh, it's funny that I did that. Whereas he has these human movements, like when he breaks the uh, the, the the cistern's lids yeah. on, on the toilet, he's, he's playing an event occurs and he's trying to fix a toilet and he takes the cistern lid off, uh, the back of the toilet takes it off and it breaks and he's he's having these moments of trying to put it back together and you can there's some moments like I'm gonna, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put that I'm gonna pick this piece up I'm gonna put it next to it it doesn't work because I broke it oh fuck okay I'm gonna I'm gonna pick that up again. There's these incredibly human moments. It's the same thing in the same it's scene like, where, I, he's, where he's trying to draw a painting. And as he's drawing it, because he's wet this oil painting or whatever it is. It's a, it's, it's a watercolor. It's actually so, it's watercolor. So it's it's smudging. And he just, he tries to grab it a few more times and he realizes, this, this is making it worse. This is making it worse. I'll just it, put it. So yeah. bl- whereas someone was like, oh no, it's broke. He, he was like, no, no, I'm going to, oh no, that definitely, yep, that did, that made it worse. That's fucked. That's fucked. I'm going to dab it. Nope, definitely still <laughs> fucked. Um, I'm going to put that over there. Fuck. Fuck, fuck, fuck. And it's so believable, this character's frustration and self-anger. is like, oh, the, That's the other thing that's beautiful about this, is because he is a fish out of water, and you are led to believe that the guy is dumb, which he is not. Uh, and the reason he is not dumb is that he, 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 he has the ability to realise everything that he's caused yeah. and go, fuck, I can't be here right now. <laughs> like, whether that's jumping out of a window or, or, or shooting a guy in the head with, like, one of those little um, toy guns yeah. with the suction caps the, the, on it. Yeah. Um, you know, he goes, oh, fuck, and then he's out of that... That he's gone. He's gone. He's like, no, I don't need to be here right now. In fact, I definitely don't need to be. He will just disappear. And, and he's very far him. away. Hi. Yeah. And it's like, no, it wasn't me. I'm over here now. The The only thing that could have improved that, especially that mechanism for that character, because he'd done that throughout the film. Like something will The distance wrong. this guy managed to get in a small amount of time was brilliant. Yeah. It was great. It, it, they're just like, okay, whoever did this thing would be right here, right? Look across the party and there'll be him across. The- Hi, friend. Hello. Hello. Bang bang, <clears throat> and move on. <laughs> There's a point where after he shoots the cowboy in the head with the gun, that he walks past a pillar. I would have had if I were the director. It's like the moment you're behind that pillar, take like three deep breaths. So it just shows that he sprinted. Yeah, like it, it wasn't just a because he just walks along. He's like, oh yeah, I'm over here now. Apparently, because I can teleport. Uh, oh, yeah, fair enough. I'm going to continue causing mayhem throughout this part. Just have this moment of. <laughs> Hello. And continue past the pillar. That could have made it so, so much, much better. better. But yeah, his abilities were like, well, I fucked that up. <laughs> I got to get the fuck out of here and just be gone. It was great. Um, is there anything more you want to say on Peter Sellers? Well, I think we could, yeah, it's, it's a Peter Sellers film. I think we could talk nonstop about what Peter Sellers done. Um, there's not anyone else of real note. The only thing I want to give... A, bit of credit to this the drunken sommelier yeah the drunken uh yeah butler brings yeah. me comedy throughout the oh, entire okay the so when, when our friend uh peter sellers is playing crundy v bakshi 
in in the film. Uh, he arrives at the party and is, uh, as you would expect from one of these Hollywood parties, is quickly offered uh, vodka or scotch, sir. And he and he he responds, "I do not drink, sir." Yes, that's me doing. Peter Sellers doing an Indian man. Uh, and and the the butlers are just like, oh. oh. Taking a bit back, it's like, oh, fair enough. Um, and Rundy moves on, and the butler decides, well, I've got drinks here, I might as well. Just knocks back the scotch. It's like, okay, well, that's that problem solved. And continues on. This character continues to do that throughout the film. Every time Rundy refuses, like, no, I, I, look, I do not drink. And butler and, drinks it. And butler drinks it, but it's it, it gets worse and worse. Initially, it's like, oh, yeah, he's a scotch. No, no to the scotch again, or I'll drink the scotch. Eventually starts pouring the scotch into the vodka, drinking both. There's like deliberately shots. Four, four shots. Wine. Like, would you like a dr- No? Oh, okay. And then you see the, the, the butler turns his back to the, the camera, knocks them all back, throws an empty glass over his shoulder, turns around, the tray is empty, and off he stumbles. This character continues to get drunk throughout the film to fantastic results. The way that that character plays drunk... The, the, the way he walks. The way he walks, there's a, a pool running down the middle. He walks straight through it. There's a pool <laughs> running down the middle of the house and there's these walking stones to get from one side to the other or there's the, the walking stones as you come through the front door. He just completely, completely misses those, that walkway. Just stops through, splashes. Everyone kind of turns and looks. Turns and look, like, he's like still holding his drink. So he's like, yes, drink. There you are. He serves salad with his hands. He serves salad with his hands. The um the the lead waiter starts uh, strangling the maitre, maitre d' strangling that that had one of my this film has one of my favorite swinging door gags. So if you they've done it in The Simpsons, they've done a lot of things. So each time the door swings, the scene will change to the next step in to the maitre d' strangling. Yeah. So it. like the the first swing is them having an argument. And then the, the door swings and the, the drunken waiter is sort of pouring a drink or throwing salad at the maitre d'. The door swings again and the maitre d' is strangling the waiter. Fantastic. That then becomes a gag that he yeah. gets strangled multiple yeah, times yes. throughout the movie. That door keeps swinging and he keeps getting strangled. There's no oh. one of note that I can think of of other actors, but the, the guy who played the cowboy was brilliant that yeah. was a great character yeah uh, so th- this hollywood party has both executives and a few actors hanging around so this is apparently famous cowboy actor who's there at the party and, and uh frundy's like eventually it's like look um, i'll be honest i'm a big fan can i get a can i get an autograph and he's like yeah sure here you go friend so like, yeah cool that's like oh, it's always nice to meet a fan <laughs> that plays out so great <laughs> in the way they interact initially it's very much like oh well yeah thank you for being a fan that's awesome and he gets shot in the face with a plunger gun and and then the party turns but he still he still by the end of the movie the cowboy actor still loves yeah Harundi. yeah and he he's still super gracious. And he's and like, there you go, man. Let's see like, you later. Yeah, it's always nice to meet a fan. All right, see you later, bro. Well, that's a cowboy. That's not a, that's a <laughs> that's surf, not, not a cowboy. cowboy. Not a cowboy, but he's like, yeah, he's like, God, I'm so happy to There's be here. There's the, uh, the owner of the house who, mm. what, he's a producer, I'm thinking. Yeah. He's very gruff, but very, um, I don't know, welcoming it to his yeah, home yeah, of, yeah, of yeah. everyone he's sort of oh he's a bit different wife must have invited him yeah. um and everything that happens he doesn't really get that angry until the very end yeah yeah but the, to, to the point where i think for that particular character moving on from various other ones um that particular character he his whole thing was like my wife throws the party she's about the this world and my life in the 
No, networking. I'm here because the money. Yeah. So whatever continues the money, I don't fucking care. I'm about my paintings. I'm about my retractable bar and retractable floor over my pool. I which which come into great effect oh. when Harundi decides to just yeah he's bored <clears throat> so he decides to flick some switches yeah, in his well, very no, important he, house. He's walking apart as he. As you get an idiot walking past. He's not an idiot. Yeah. You get an idiot walking yeah, past no, a whole bunch of switches. You get you get a man of utter curiosity. curiosity. He, the walking through the party, he causes mayhem because he's curious about things, and he's like, "Oh, okay, that's how we interact." I will laugh at your joke. That wasn't a joke. I was talking about the time my house got robbed. It's like, oh, very good. It's like, oh, switches, and he'll start switching things, and the floor retract. It's a it's a whole piece of mayhem, but. Back to that particular a, person. Sorry, just on that. There's a very awkward scene with a bar retracting and him trying to give a <laughs> phone. Okay. Yeah, so one of, the, one of the switches he pulls makes this lovely bar retract into the wall and the, the, the host picks up both a tray and two drinks. So his hands are full. The phone starts ringing. Crundy rescues the phone from the bar before it retracts into the wall answers it it's like it's for you sir and he's trying he puts the phone up to the guy's ear and he shoulders it all right cool so Frundy's got one hand holding the phone one hand holding so like, oh, i'll take this drink like cool oh you i need to take that other drink from you to put so you okay i'll try and take the tray but they're getting Things tangled dropping yeah he's dropping these fantastic crystal glasses and goblets and they're getting tangled in the phone call. You just take, you just take this. No, 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 no you no, take, take no, the astro. Take the astro. Take the no, this one. Thank you. Thank you. And no, they, no. they get tangled, and Heron is very, very apologetic because he's not, he's not unaware of the fact he's causing mayhem. So I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Leaves and uh, just goes sorry. on another area of the house. Go, of goes off. He's like, I'm sorry, so sorry, and escapes to cause further mayhem, and it, it's great. Um, so, uh, the director of the film. I, I will say this though. Uh, before we get too far, the director of the film that uh, Hrundi got fired from is at the party, but he doesn't recognize Hrundi. And the executive, who is the owner of the house, who accidentally wrote his name down for the blacklist onto the guest list, is there, but he doesn't obviously know who, who, who he is. is, doesn't recognize him. It just assumes that his wife was, uh, my wife must have organized it. The director doesn't recognize him because, I don't know. So he doesn't care. Doesn't care. He's just there to try and schmooze and yeah. also impress whatever lady he's there with no one sort of knows who he is and he's just causing mayhem um other actors and performers no not really uh, the, there's the love interests played by uh claudine longnet uh michelle monet who's an up-and-coming actress who comes up with uh devoe who is the director yeah and basically she it's one of those horrible situations where she's like sort of semi-expected to sleep with the director in order to get her first launching pad yeah, into Hollywood the director's basically Harvey Weinstein <clears throat> yeah uh, yeah uh, in fact I th- I'm pretty sure there is a character called Harvey in there even though 1968 is a bit early for Harvey Weinstein semi the, overall the films are very much a laugh at the nature of the Hollywood scope of experiences and everyone who's involved and how these things work and in terms of performance there's pretty much one Guy just causing mayhem. One guy causing mayhem and one performance worth noting. Yeah. The elephant. Um, the elephant. <laughs> yes. So that's characters acting their performances. Uh, looks and tone. Looks and tone. Very 60s, very <clears throat> psychedelic. Psychedelic, the way that people address their their wigs, their hair. When they dance. The way they danced. Oh, the, the, mu- the, the little bits of music that are through it. Yeah. 
it it's so it's also peak 60s comedy the way that it's shot and the way people react to things and the what causes what mayhem the way in terms of tone that it hasn't really got a storyline is purely about human interaction that's not a film that i think you'd see a lot today uh, except for really art house things that usually aren't as well executed as this that said well shot the set, like the the oh, house, the house is just, beautiful. The house and, and the way Absolutely that it executed amazing. made sense. Yeah, for the jokes that were it was building up to. It's like okay, here's this house with all these pieces of automation and this huge water thing going down the mill. Obviously, the floor is going to separate. To the, the house like, is perfectly designed for. Yep, that's the sound of Matt dropping a relatively full can of beer on his keyboard again. Nice. My God, that's the second time. The house is perfectly designed for Peter Sellers' type of passive destruction. Yeah. Because nothing Non malicious destruction. Accidental, totally passive destruction. Yeah. Perfectly designed for it. There's switches that cause things to happen that a curious person can touch. There's and they will cause them to occur at the least opportune moment. Exactly right. Exactly right. I think, you know, as far as, like you said, the the, the look of the house was brilliant. Um, Mm -hmm. The look of how everyone was dressed. It was so costuming and vibrant. The the life of what a 60s Hollywood party, I would imagine, would look like. Yeah, especially that higher-end party because it starts off, it's like, yeah, very, very light on, drinks being passed around, and then they're like, cool, here's dinner time. We're all going to sit down at this long table and be served food by a very drunk sommelier. And then it's like, cool, I've got a surprise Russian band. And then the loving hosting kids are turn up with their elephant that they've painted with slogans. And that has a result of like, let's wash the elephant in the now freshly revealed pool. Bubble fight. How did the bubbles... I can't remember how the bubbles got there. Oh, because they're washing the elephant. Like they use oh, like right. bottles and bottles and bottles of, of detergent, detergent. And the inside pool turns into an inside foam party, which spills into an outside and then he turns the air conditioner on which blows all the foam outside and everyone's having a gay old time 60 stuff it looks like an awesome party oh mate. that party that you talk that, about for years yeah that's the thing like i think they're the both the um the the lady of the party and the, and the man of the party were both like oh my god but at the same time that's a party that everyone's gonna, gonna talk about. and it's gonna be like that was such a fucking great party as long as the paintings are okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that. Yeah, as far as tone goes, uh, obviously 60s. Um, that's set by the way, you know, the way it's shot, the way this is acceptable in, mm-hmm. in, 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 in what you're doing in it. People, I wish people wouldn't be there. There's a few people that, that don't care, like your um, Sasha Baron Cohen's don't yep. care about this kind of stuff. They go, it's comedy, it's fine, it's, it's yep. okay, you, you can do this sort of thing and get away with it, as long as you're not being malicious with it, mm-hmm. as long as you're poking fun in the right areas. And this was. So the tone is you know, a little off kilter, a little off beat, a little wild. Yeah. Um, but everything works for it in that sense. Mm-hmm. And that's because you've got a guy who's perfectly a bit, he's perfectly brilliant at, the, at his craft. He's in his he element. Doing. Yeah. Like uh, uh, to that point of not being malicious, like he, if I think it's always okay if you're never poking fun at that character, that character's being used to poke fun at the world they're in. Yes. That's when it's it's fantastic, and that's exactly what this is. He's, it's this. Oh, he's fish. He's a fish out of water. Look at this dumb world and all these expectations that they have. And he happens to be the mechanism through which you look, look at, at these it. things and go, actually, yeah, that's dumb. Why does everyone sit there and expect that this is going to happen? Would, would know 
how to react within these situations. Yeah, definitely right. It's pretty light on tone in that sense, though, as well. There isn't much going on. It is literally just a clusterfuck of, of, of shit going on yeah. from one area it's to the next. mistakes upon mistakes. And, but the best part is that mistakes <clears throat> that happen feed back and come into play later on. Yeah. Every, I love the continuity. continuity is, yeah. Oh, my God. It's so good. There's a moment um, when he he meets the cowboy again, gets a hand-crushing handshake. He's like, oh, that's so good. You crushed my hand. Thank you very much. And uh, our friend rests his hand in a pile of ice, which has caviar in it, which was introduced earlier in the scene, people passing it around. He's like, oh, pulls his hand, smells his hand. He goes, oh, God. Spends, uh, there's a few comedic moments of him trying to wash his hand, find a bathroom to wash his hand in, Eventually washes his hand, but before then he he's, shake shook, hands. he's shaking hands, and everyone uh, throughout a few scenes after that will like brush their nose or something. Like, oh my, oh, what the hell is that? And eventually he washes his hand and comes back around, gets another handshake, and then smells his hand again. And he's like, it's back. So he's shaking a hand with <laughs> the guy. Shaking a hand with a guy who shook a hand, hand with a guy who shook with a guy. It's so fucking great. It's so fucking great. No more on tone. Is there no. anything more you want to raise on tone? No. Overall. Overall, a quite a, a, a good little film. It's very lighthearted. Um, I think you get a lot of laughs out of it, you, especially if you like one, if you like Peter Sellers, or if you like that physical comedy, sort of gag comedy. I think there's a lot to like in it. Yeah. Like, there, there's so, every scene seems to have something within it to laugh at. And there's even moments where you can't hear the dialogue between characters because you're at a party. Yeah. And either the music's too loud or the other conversation's too loud. All you can see is these people interacting briefly in these moments or even background characters and the way that they're interacting to the things that are occurring or the way that's being in a party. It's so great. It makes uh, it very real. It ma- makes it very, very real, uh, especially that, that drunken sommelier or the, the drunken butler he's what he's doing in the background in, in scenes or just overtly within the scene where it's all about him is great so ov- overall a fantastic piece of comedic cinema it's not narrative rich no there's no story there for you to bite into it's not going to comment too deeply on the nature of human beings it's got certain elements that are a reflection on hollywood and the expectations of how they react uh, how people react within that world especially with the expectations of young actresses and hotshot directors Rectors. and all producers some horrifying moments within that of of what's expected and and how things should work out as they expect them overall it's just a barrel of last it's just one man who happens to have a most fortunate sense of timing reacting to his world and, and it's fantastic he he plays you know He's the hero of the movie, whilst he's also the movie's greatest villain. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, yeah, fantastic. Um, he, point. Is, he is both hero and villain yeah. in a massive way. He is such a nice guy, but he just makes everyone's life an absolute yeah. mess. It's it's a classic situation of if you heard someone say, "Oh, what what's uh, Ian like?" Oh, he means well. That is the character of the film. Yeah, like oh, Peter Sellers. My God. <laughs> 
how you managed to pull off this character is so good. Recommend, yes. I would definitely recommend it. 100%. Yeah. You're, you're going to get some laughs. As long as you realise you're watching a 60s film and mm. it is not story rich. Yeah. It's vibrant, but it is not yeah, no. not dialogue rich. No. To, to, to a degree, it's similar in certain elements to something like a, a Monty Python film where it's like, this is the overarching narrative reason for these sketches but you're watching a sketch show. It is It is about these hilarious moments intertwined with one another. And the only air quotes narrative that continues is that it happens to be the one character and certain moments will be called back upon. That's it. But a great piece of cinema either way. The end? The end, I think so. Okay. Uh, because this, spoiler-wise, it ha- there's no spoilers. He causes mayhem. Everyone realises it was him in the end. He escapes without really any repercussions. He escapes with the girl. Yeah, he escapes with the girl and who, who he happened to meet and save from a, a dick. Director. A director. And be like, hey, we're having fun. I'm still causing mayhem, but you're along for the ride, kind of. Maybe we should see each other again. And she says, yeah. All right, sure. next week. Why not? Job done. You're nice. Hmm. At least you're genuine and you're being clearly who you are because you just broke into the toilet and washed, <laughs> washed an elephant into a flurry of a foam foam party of the 90s era. Why not? Yeah. Cool. All right. Next week's pick. Next week's pick is 1998's Very Bad Things, starring John Favreau, Leyland Orsa, Cameron Diaz, Christian Slater, Jeremy Piven, Daniel Stern, and more. During a stereotypical bachelor party, a prostitute is killed, and after the cover-up, people start to crack under the pressure as the wedding approaches. Catch you next week.